did we start? Oh, we have started. We have we have just begun. <laughs> hey, this is actually take two. Right. Because we're not sure how much of the original recording of today is even salvageable. Right. But viewers can be assured that you are at Westminster Burial Grounds. We don't yes, have a yes, Poe grave in the background, but you are there, just it's hiding raining. from the rain. <laughs> yeah, it's now raining. It was, it was all right before we started, but it is now raining. So if it's not the technology, and if it's not the weather that does us in, I don't know what will. <laughs> Ghosts? Gremlins? You know what? I think you guys are onto something. All right, so let's get into it. <laughs> the sky, it's dark, and the wind is blowing. Come inside. Sit down with a cup of tea while we tell you a little story. A story that lies beyond the oblong box. With your hosts, Levi Leland and Virginia Poe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So I see. Oh, there she is. Okay. Well, maybe the gremlins had gotten her. I, I thought I was going to have to do this solo. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm not touching another blooming thing. Yeah. Let's just stay hands free this time. Um, <laughs> so Virginia, I see you're holding something that looks quite interesting. Do you mind sharing with the class? It's my very own little graveyard trillium. That is super cool. And I'm glad that I can actually kind of hear everything you're saying now, because the first time around, I only caught bits and pieces. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, so this is my very own garden terrarium. Great oh, I love that. Pardon me. And uh, the lovely Sharon made it for me. Oh, that's so cool. And the ivy is super special because it is taken legally uh, with permission from the Poe Museum which means the Enchanted Garden Ivy allegedly came from the grave of Eliza Poe, Poe's mother. Oh, that's so cool. So now I have some. Lucky it you. It will grow, and it will grow, and it will grow. And I'll, it have does. To, I'll have to plant it. I might have to even build a trellis for it. Well, it sounds like you got a project, and I'm quite envious, because that is super cool. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I love it. Love it. So you're at the Westminster Burial Grounds, final yeah. resting place of Edgar Allan Poe, Virginia yep. Clem Poe, Maria yep. Clem Poe. I'm sure you can probably see, you might even be able to hear this, and I wonder if uh, Peter will be able to cut some of the rain out. He said he's going to try to work his audio magic for us, but um, yes, it's uh, now raining quite hard. <laughs> I feel like this is a news report, and you, you're on the field, and it's just in like... <laughs> disaster and i'm here in the studio all comfy you cozy are. and warm with my coffee and i'm just like all right virginia so <laughs> take it but away this, this is great about old cemeteries they have trees yeah, yeah. So we have we have nature's umbrella right nature's here. umbrella yep 
That's fantastic. Uh, for now. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Fingers crossed. We'll 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 do our best to uh, push through and hope for the best. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so today, our episode, we are talking to this lovely human here. She has written a book. Levi, tell us more. So, a very fascinating book. Virginia and I have had the pleasure to uh, get a little sneak preview before its release date, um, The Souls Close to Edgar Allan Poe. And so this book, Sharon, is pretty much Poe biography to a degree, but through the lens of the people close to him. And in, te- in telling that narrative, you visit the graves of these, these people and kind of tell their little stories, how they connect to Poe and, and what the what their graves are like and what the cemeteries are like that they're buried in. There's 37 profiles. So I went to 37 memorials, 19 cemeteries, five states plus Washington, D.C. And because of the nature of Poe's job being a writer, um, I think it's the Edgar Allan Poe Society of Baltimore has, I think, 240 correspondents. I think the number might be a little wrong. And 400 some letters. So I did read them all, but obviously wow. this book cannot include everyone that Poe knew. So I focused right. on Southern cemeteries. Oh, okay. That's fantastic. I was going to ask you what, where was the line for you as far as, you know, picking who to include in the book and what graves to go to, but it makes sense that you kind of had to condense it to just the Southern uh, graves and cemeteries because of, of course up North we have all of Poe's contemporaries, the the famous New York literati, and right. a lot of the women he was associated with are buried up here. So, yeah, I can kind of see how you would have to condense it to just those southern places. My goal myself was to go to all of them, but the editor was like, no, the word counts. So we have yeah. to be mindful. But right. maybe there will be another little grand tour for myself to go all the yeah. way to England. And, I mean, I've been... I used to live outside of Boston, so okay. it's doable. But. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe we'll get a part two. We'll get a book maybe, two. Yeah, maybe I was just Northern that, Cemetery. Levi. I'm like, perhaps this could be the Northern Cemetery. Mm. Part two, just saying. Yep, yep. Yeah. What was one of your favorite graves to visit? Um, well, I think my all-time favorite was Philip Cook, Peaky Cook out of Winchester, Virginia, and Burwell Cemetery is in Millwood, Virginia. It feels like a small town. There's these winding country roads, beautiful brick walls on either side, and when you come to the cemetery, it's these old, like, trees. They're super large, and P.P. Cook's grave looks like a liar. It sort of mimics the shape of that, and I think I thought that was the sexiest gravestone that I visited. That's so um, I, cool. I think when you <laughs> love cemeteries, there is a beauty in them. So it's not only the art of the grave, um, but just the feeling that you would get from that cemetery. And I read his poetry while I was there, um, even though it was based on autumn. And I think I was there in March when I visited, but... I tried to have some sort of connection to each place. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. It, it definitely resonates with me too as a diehard taphophile. You know, cemeteries embody all these layers of things that are so inspiring. You know, you have the art, you have the history, you have nature, you have the people. I mean, these this is the last stop of all these people and it's the closest you can get to them, literally, you know? So it's it's so inspiring to visit a cemetery and kind of take in all of that. And, you know, I, I get it all the time when, you know, oh, people are like, you like to go to cemeteries and hang out in cemeteries. It's like, yeah, but you're thinking of it in such a morbid way. It's not like, oh, I'm just hanging out with dead people. It's like, cemeteries offer so much and not and not a lot of people understand that because they they can't get past the idea that it's just oh it's, it's dead people oh, it's dead people yeah they don't, right. they don't get that you know? right like, well you kind of need dead people to have history <laughs> right and guess what Why we're all gonna celebrate? be there one day <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's like a celebration of of these people who you know lived full lives some of them some of them shortened lives but again, in itself creates a story and, and visiting these cemeteries allows us to, um, you know, celebrate them and bring some attention to them that otherwise might not have been, you know, presented. Um, and so that's, what's so refreshing. I, I, I want to interrupt you too, yeah. for the art connection. I just thought about not close, not too far from here. We're close to Greenmount Cemetery and John Pendleton Kennedy is buried there. The grave of his wife has an art piece that was actually something they had in their home. So, wow. Okay, that's so cool. Connected to these people, these were things that they loved too. So that statue was moved, you know, after she passed, after his wife passed away. So absolutely, and there's another um, replica in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. So cemeteries are very much like outdoor museums. Yeah, yeah. museums, art I'm galleries. Sure, I'm sure mm-hmm. you've seen, and, and this is something that has like really taken wildfire as of late. And I guess because more and more people are, and I guess since the pandemic, going out and seeing places like cemeteries, finding the cemetery, the gravestone recipes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I'd like to give a massive shout out to Peggy. Peggy, we love you. Thank you for your sugar cookie recipe. We bunnies have been loving them, and I think we're going to have to make some Peggy cookies soon because they're delicious. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's 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 a way for people to kind of give their last word, right? Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, a recipe that you want to share with the world because it was your favorite thing, you know? Right. Cool There's no, nothing cooler than that, honestly. No, and not. Um, of course, you know, this is a refreshing book. This is a refreshing take on Poe's life because, you know, we were allowed to read it through the lens of the people that knew him and, and their final resting places. So, you know, sometimes Poe biography can get a little redundant because you're kind of reading the same facts over and over again, you know, and it's, while it's fascinating, it, it, again, it gets a little redundant. So I love your approach to Poe biography, taking a different angle of it and, you know, sharing with readers this perspective that allows them to gain, you know, knowledge about Poe's life and his times, but also, you know, the people who knew him, the people closest to him. And I I smelled myself because 
part of it was not only going to the grave, but to try to connect. And I'm yeah. doing some orris root today. And if you can okay. maybe tell, oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is what um, Francis Valentine Allen, Poe's foster mother, was known to wear. So I sought out the perfume for her so that I could not only be at her grave and stand there like Poe once stood there, but I could also smell what he thought of his foster mother throughout his life. That oh, it, it always came back to him. It's fantastic. Fantastic. It's, it's touching on all the senses, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So what, did you have a, a, gra- a grave of origin, so to speak? Like, did you have one specific grave that you started with? Well, I give tours at Shocker Hill Cemetery, okay. so I was just... Beautiful just, place if you haven't been. Go! Yes. See her. Yes. <laughs> I actually am doing the co-tour the weekend of his death date, that Sunday. It, I think it's the day after um, yes. the anniversary. The 8th, 8th, 9th, 9th, thank you. Yes. Yeah, because it's also the same weekend as the... Yes. <laughs> but, you know, oh, right. Not everybody can come to Baltimore right, for that. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm doing a tour there. So I've been, you know, connected to Shaco Hill Cemetery for a while. I think when I expanded my research, I went throughout Richmond. So Hollywood Cemetery, there was connections. I really enjoyed meeting the newspaper men. And I think that might be where a book three might go. Um, (laughs) I really enjoyed reading their writing, reading the old newspapers. I'm totally a newspaper.com nerd. And that was like one of my favorite things, but I just kept expanding and it wasn't necessarily a rhyme or reason. It's just when I was ready to travel east or north or west or south. Um, And then I kind of put it together as a loose chronological order of how how knew these people because, you know, many of them were intertwined throughout their entire lives with Poe. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I, I was like, I was like, because usually when people are writing books, there is, but it, I mean, yeah. I guess there's just too much. There's too much. It's just like, if you start investigating one thing, you end up with 20 other Oh, things. my, I had a spreadsheet in the beginning that it was all the way up to New England. And then I was just thinking, how am I going to do this in a summer? <laughs> um, <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, but, you know, that's the great thing is that there's always that I'm not really a bucket list person, but there is a list of cemeteries that I want to go to. So I got to go to Cave Hill in Louisville, Kentucky, um, to see Reverend Converse, who married Virginia and co. Um, if you maybe you can flash up a picture of him because he's such an interesting looking. Yeah, gentleman. we'll have to include that in the final <laughs> edit because. He is an interesting looking character. Yeah. You know, you have to, well, you don't wonder after seeing his photo, why he was able to be fooled that Virginia was 21 when she was really 13. <laughs> You're kind of like, okay, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He did say she looks a little young. Right. But, oh, oh, well. <laughs> so did we tell the viewers where we can get this book and when it is released by the history press. So Arcadia publishing August 21st, it's available for pre-sale on bookshop.com and also Amazon. Hardback. Awesome. 
hopefully. Um, paperback, but I think Amazon can convert it to a hardback edition. Because we know how I am about having hardback. <laughs> I'm one of yeah. those. I know the history sorry. press. The history press usually are the soft covers because they're they're small books usually. But I I love to carry those, and that was always important to me. Like I wanted to one day be a history press writer, and I've become her. So that's (laughs) right. It's much more fun than academic writing. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic! No, no, definitely not. I mean, it's quite an achievement to to publish something and. I know the Poe community are going to love this and uh, really appreciate the work that you've done. I I mean, I hope so. And again, like I'm not a Poe scholar. I'm a Poe enthusiast, but I did do my research and there are many, many hundreds of citations. So even if I got it wrong by one person's point of view, it might be correct by somebody else's point of view, but I did my best and it expanded my knowledge. And it was such a great journey. That's fantastic. So, well. Guess what's happened? Did the rain stop? I I stopped hearing it. Impeccably timed. Do you think think we should walk back and at least say hi? Yeah, maybe we should close out the the episode with a a salute (laughs) to our dear, to our dear Poe, Edgar, Virginia. We're going to pick things up. I'm gonna throw things on my shoulder here. Oh, thank you, darling. Let's see. All right. And, and then I'm gonna pick Levi up because mommy's super strong. Whoa! <laughs> Look at that. Wow. I've never because felt I, so light in my entire life. No? Not at all? Really? Light as a feather. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Oh, wait. <laughs> we're not playing that today? No. Although we no. are in a graveyard. I, well, you are. I'm virtually yeah. there. Yeah, and so we, we're actually, so we're in the back, um, which if you know, if you know your Poe, um, back here is originally woo, where he was buried. The bricks are a little slick because they wet. They are really wet. And I'm doing a terrible job of holding our stand. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. We were trying to do this earlier, but just as we were getting set up here, of course, what happened? What happened? It started raining. Can you see it, Levi? <laughs> oh, I can see it's it's Yay. as lovely as I remember it. Uh, it's Yay. been too long since I've been there, and I I need to get back. All right. Well, I guess this concludes, Sharon. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Thank you so much for for being on the show today. Yay. And uh, yeah, we're so looking forward to. Uh, this book and and seeing it released and and getting you know everybody's perspectives on it. I, like I said, everyone's gonna love it. It's it's such a great approach. Yeah, and and I'm we're gonna have more from Sharon next month. Yes. It's a surprise. Can't wait. Well, until then. Yep. See you soon, Levi.
been listening to Beyond the Oblong Box with your hosts, Levi Leland and Virginia Poe. This program is produced by EGNL Brothers Limited with production assistance by Peter D. Come rest in this bosom, arranged and performed by the Ninth Heaven. You can find us online on Facebook at BTOB Podcast, on Instagram at Beyond the Oblong Box, or reach us by email btob1847 at gmail.com. If you'd like to help our show grow, consider becoming a patron by visiting patreon.com slash beyond the oblong box podcast. You can also subscribe, rate, or review the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of your preferred podcast platforms.